Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And tonight, I am once again joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. And of course, the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Boys, good to see you all tonight. Uh, our, our friend T-Sweat is not with us tonight. Um, not sure if he's going to be with us next week. Not sure if he's going to be with us ever again. No, 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 no. He'll be back. Okay, he'll be back. He'll be back. All right. We miss you, buddy. We miss you. Dang. (laughs) Yeah, we do miss you, Sweat. Um, we trust you'll be listening to this. Um, but yeah, uh, gentlemen, we are here to review episode number four of Moon Knight titled The Tomb. You like how I said it confidently there? You did, yeah. Yeah. It's like you practiced the mirror or something. I know. I got ready. Uh, It was a fun episode. I'm excited to talk with y'all about it. Um, And uh, before that, though, shout out to our listeners. We love y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate all of the love. Um, Boys, how are y'all doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Um, I was a a little Debbie Downer last week on episode three. Uh, That's one way to say it. Yeah, I know. know. Negative Nancy, Debbie Downer, you know, all that. Uh, but this week, uh, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I just had a, it was Sandy's back in we'll the game. We'll consider last week a palate cleanse and then, uh, now I'm back. Okay. Yeah. 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 This episode was great. Do, doing well. It was, you know, it was a very, uh, it was a very interesting episode. It was, it went the whole way from beginning to end and it was just, yeah, it was a fun ride. You learned a lot about what was going on. Yeah, man. Uh, well, slash, me, me, slash not a whole lot. Yeah. Slash <laughs> left you very confused. Uh, let's just, uh, Stop there with the anticipation, and let's just get into it. Um, spoiler alert. I have no idea what the heck's going on <laughs> after watching this episode, but I don't say that in a bad way. I mean that in, like, a, a good way. Like, I'm really excited. Yeah. I kind of got that feeling like I had, uh, like, after after WandaVision and, and their episode four when they revealed, like, the, the bubble and everybody on the outside. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I... It, it, the the mystery here, the pulling you left and right, and not sure what what the heck's going on. Like I, I really I really enjoy that aspect of it, and it kind of takes a, f- a fresh take to Marvel and what they've established so far. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. This was this was good. Yeah, I I think um, man, I'm really eager to talk about that ending. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you guys want to just start, start there, there. Oh, or wow. Shimano, overall thoughts on the episode, maybe before we get into some more specifics. Um, I felt like um, it, it was it was really good, and it just like I, I love the all that you were learning at the beginning, and then they were just like, you know what, we're just going to turn you on your head for like the last twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yeah, just crazy. I yeah, do, I do. Before we dive into the end, uh, did anyone else, uh, Shimano? I'm asking you mainly. Um, yeah, very much. Indiana Jones vibes throughout the rest of this episode, like oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent, oh, right? Yeah, yes. like it, it felt good, and that's like one of my top favorite. I movies. mean, it Tomb was... Buster, yeah, <laughs> Tomb yeah. Buster, yes. <laughs> it was honestly, it was it was great. Yes, um, they paid a lot of homage to um, yes, indie. <laughs> okay, so let's just. There's a lot that happens before this moment that I'm gonna start at. Okay, and we can get there, um, but it, it's. This is one of those episodes where you really have to start at the end, in my opinion. Yeah, so, that's fine. Um, Mark Spector, because uh, he was Mark at this point, is shot in the chest by Hera, which is a very interesting thing. A, 
alone for Harrow to do. Because I just said last week how, like, Harrow could have killed these people at many points and didn't. Yeah. And, but, yeah. But here he literally just shoots him twice in the chest. He falls into this little pond of water that's inside the tomb of Alexander the freaking Great, by the way. <laughs> yes. Right, yeah. Which was phenomenal. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. Um, and then Mark wakes up, or seemingly wakes up. We, the next thing we see is a very, very bright, all-white room inside what seems to be some sort of asylum. hospital, asylum. Well, yeah. Technically, the next thing you see is the movie. That's uh, true. Yeah, sorry. We see the Tomb Buster movie, correct? Yes. yes. And that was like, and even the aspect ratio, I was like. Yes, yes. I noticed that immediately. I was like, wait a second. I was like, what are we looking at? I was so confused. I was like, is this WandaVision? Like, like literally with the aspect ratio being smaller, like different, like what is, what is happening? Um, and then the kid says, the, you know, the, doc, the, the, the guy's name is Stephen Grant. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. we see this mental hospital of some sorts. And I'm like, what is going on? And then, uh, yeah. So maybe just like initial reactions from you guys when the, the film came up and then that bright white room with everybody in it. Yeah, for me, I was like, oh, here we go. Marvel. Yeah. Marvel's got to take us on this little mind bend that they introduced us to with the uh, starting the series off with WandaVision. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, so let's reset my mind. Let's uh, change my uh, expectations and uh, just hang on for the for the roller coaster ride that's about yeah. to happen. Yeah, I was just wondering how long they were actually going to wait before they actually showed us Mark. Like, because they, of course, they didn't start right. exactly yeah. with him. They kind of like traveled around the room a little bit. You could just see a couple little like things in there, like you saw. Um, the cupcakes? Yes, the cupcakes. Right. You saw Conchu uh, uh, and some drawings of yep. this, somebody that was doing um, a whole bunch of stuff like that that you saw before um, you actually saw Steven slash Mark show up. Yeah, yeah. So we saw, and, and, and I kind of felt like it didn't take long to get to Mark, but it felt like the right amount of like yeah. time where I was like, am I going to see Mark? I'm like, I'm going to see him, but wait, am I really? Right, like yeah. they did, I feel like they did a good yeah. job of like leading me on there. Uh, but we li- we literally find him, and he's like slumped over in a wheelchair, looks dead exhausted. Yeah. Like yes. looks, looks like he just got hit by a train. And um, he sees like a mirror or a reflection, and the first thing he says is, he says, Steven? Like a question mark? Yeah. And then he tries to get up to go towards it. But then yes. he falls. Yeah. It, uh, dude, this whole and scene. Toy. <laughs> yes. Dude, this whole scene was crazy. So, yes. you know, we're, we're not going to go through every little detail. Obviously, later he... He, he's in he's in Harrow's office, which was oh the Harrow the Harrow yes. scene was quite strange. Like yeah, yeah. We all know like I mean, it's the same guy from the outside, but like uh, I guess this mind version of him is yep. uh, that, that's how I'm going to perceive it. We're in his mind. That's my mind, take. mind my, palace. Yeah. yeah, mind palace. Yes. Um, but he's just the way he is as a, as a doctor with his his whole look has changed, yep. and he looks like the Ethan Hawke that we know uh, in yep. real life. Like. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like him buttoned up and just the way he was, he was talking, it felt like it was different. Um, I don't know. I just yeah. I really enjoyed the, the dynamic of that character. Well, what I really liked about the whole scene is the way they've set up this season is they, they set it up. And when he goes into this um, psychiatric hospital, normally in a situation like this, you, you would see you 
it, it, you're thinking, okay, so they're breaking out of their fake reality, moving into real reality when they go into the mental hospital, and all these links are here. Whereas the way that Moon Knight has been set up, they're kind of faking you into this to make you it, it look like that that's what's happening, but it's not what is actually happening. That he has actually been moved into an altered state instead of being removed from an altered state. So they've completely flipped the way that this type of scene normally happens in cinema and TV shows, which I felt like was awesome because these are all like these, there's all these like red herrings and things that you're seeing around that, you know, it's it's, it's like at the end of like the usual suspects where like there's all, like they do all the connections, you know, it's like, oh, well, there's the, right there, there's the picture of the picturesque Alps scene that you see over there. There's a bunch of Egyptian art and figurines in the background in Harrow's office. Um, you know, even Layla's existence in there. Like, all these people, even, like, down to, like, the nurses and things were people who were Harrow's men in what we believe to be true reality. So it, it was just really cool seeing them kind of flip the idea of that scene on its head. Yeah, that's great, man. I it was it was a crazy scene when it was like first revealed. Like you were really trying to get your bearings. Like yeah. what's going on? Well, sorry for my delay. I'm I'm I guess I'm trying to figure out what you th- how you interpret. Let's let's talk about how we interpreted what's really going on here because I think that's the mystery. Um, Shimano, what? Explain again what you think happened or what we're seeing. Okay, so what I think it is is the real world is the um, world that we have seen up until this moment. Okay. And, <clears throat> excuse me, so what we're in is a mind palace that is being created for him in some fashion, or he is he, he's delusional in some sort of a state inside this mental hospital. Okay. But, you know, normally what you would see is you would see, you know, somebody in a fantastical world that is pulled into, out of the fantastical world into reality in, their, in the mental hospital. Whereas I feel like in this they did... He's in the real world and then was pulled into a fantasy world that is just the mental hospital. Okay. But then I guess my question for that would be, and not that I'm like totally disagreeing, it's just devil's advocate, like why? Like who – well, do you agree with Shimano? Uh, I I agree with Shimano. Okay, okay. I do. Uh, I feel like the reason it is set up the way we see it is because either Mark or Steven or somebody has compartmentalized uh, his mind. So like for example – when he, the main Mark, he like, stands up and he's, like, trying to get his feet up and he starts running around. Like, each door he opens is, like, his personality trying, yeah. and he lets him, he lets Steven out. Like, he literally, like, him, it's him and Steven now, and now both personalities are free, free roaming. He opens the other door and the sarcophagus is shaking around. They don't let him out. And Jake? they Yeah, I'm thinking Jake, yep. And so I feel like this is his mind and these personalities have been kept at bay. They've been yeah. kept individually locked up in these in these rooms and then by him going into his mind because he, first off he's he's quote unquote dead he goes into his mind and now him and Steven are free so like what's that going to look like when he wakes up because Steven's free is, is Jake going to be let out but then like they close the door on him so he's like banging on the door but yeah. so therefore he can switch places like Steven and Mark had been doing so maybe Mark and Steven now, since Mark Steve, Mark let Steven out, they can yeah. interchange and speak freely and do things like with uh, on command without having to pass out or do anything like that. Which I actually thought another interesting thing about it was just the way they reacted when they actually saw each other. 
Yes. Like, yes. Could they have been very combative in the way they had reacted to each other, mostly as they were fighting back and forth. And this is, and it is kind of a visual representation of maybe them finally yeah. being able to accept cope with, other, except yeah. with the fact that they may have to share this body and share this mind. Instead of it being a tug of war, it is more yeah. of a, you know, you have one hand on the wheel, I have one hand on the wheel, and we're getting it to our destination. Oh. Yeah, traumatic, scary um, situations where you're tripping balls tend to kind of like yeah, bring that people too. together, you know. Yeah, but they also they kind of prove themselves to each other. For example, like Stephen always needed Mark and his muscle, but yeah. like Mark always needed Stephen and his brain. So yes. like they earned each other's respect, and so therefore, I mean, obviously, you can see that that growth and development where they get to this point where yes. they can trust each because other because a, a future where Mark slash Stephen slash maybe Jake. Um, a future where they can coexist in a way that doesn't seem so volatile makes him sound like an amazing character moving forward. Oh, yeah, yeah easily. But, but to be fair with you, like, to be honest with you, the first three episodes, I'm like, and again, I know it's, it's the origin story, so I know things are going to shift, but I was like, this guy is not stable. Like, this yeah. guy would not, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to see this dude anywhere near the rest of the, the Avengers, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. he, and he doesn't have a suit. And if he gets his suit to be Moon Knight again, I'm thinking, like, well, Khonshu's a, a jackass, you know? Like, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, so it's like, do we really want Khonshu around? So, anyways, okay, here's my question. Um, do you guys think, like, there's a bigger power at work here in, in your interpretation? Or is it just, like, he died and now he's, like, just reverted to his being in this mind state, this mental state this mind palace i feel like because he was linked to conchu he ha this has something to do with with while he's why he's staying alive longer in his mind i feel like that's the only reason why um and i mean unless maybe quote, he turned out to be like some sort of mutant or something and that's why his his other minds are keeping him alive i don't know but i really think it's conchu's connection it it could be conchu's connection i'm also going to throw this out there the possibility of uh, what was the, the the god of music, the the female, yeah, the female. that he had the connection with? Yeah. I, I think there's a possibility that the hippo at the end is actually her, mm. um, potentially. And she came to him at, in the same way as when Mark was dying. You're bringing up the hippo now? No, I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That, was, anyway. that was wild. Um, but yeah, so... Um, there's a possibility that maybe the way, same way Conchu came to Mark when he was dying the first time, um, that the, she is coming to him to do a similar situation at this mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it is interesting, not to totally disagree with you guys, because that's probably the leading theory, but I have read theories before. Okay, I've, I've seen some theories before episode four, um, that described maybe what if what if some of this is like him hallucinating in some extent, right? Um, and then the people who you know believe that theory, you you watch episode four and you're like, see, this was this, none of this was real. <laughs> now right, yeah. I was talking to uh, Antonio actually. Shout out to Tone if you're listening, brother. Um, I was talking to him today and I was like, okay, here's the thing. Anytime you see that in a movie or a show, it's almost like, okay, so you're telling me everything I just watched means nothing. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's always my first, and he, and he laughs, he's like, yeah, 
usually just means like bad writing, right? Like that's just like the, the way they save the show. <laughs> the correction, yeah. And I'm like, course yeah. correction. Yeah, exactly. Course correction for sure. However, the one thing I will say is, you know, I have I have made this point on the show where it, it feels like the first three episodes existed in a world where there seemed to be nothing timely. They're, they haven't connected anything to the grander MCU storyline. And again, I'm not saying you, you've always got to talk about the Battle of New York, but it, it just feels like everything that's happened, his job, even when he went to that town, like there's nothing that really dates or suggests what's happening in the in the world around them. Yeah. Around them. Yeah. And, and some of the things just seem a little, I don't want to say unrealistic, but, you know, just... You know, like smoke and mirrors a little bit. You know, like the, okay. the jackals yeah. that have come out of nowhere. Yeah, you don't see them on the camera, but just like right. Mark like Stevens, yeah, yeah, right. There's, them. there's just a lot of things, and then like even the even this episode, all the Indiana Jones stuff just felt like, not that it's not possible, but it's like just a little funky. And like you could see a world where, yeah, okay, maybe this was all a hallucination. You know, uh, again, but then that would mean in my mind that would mean. The mental hospital is now reality, and there's two physical Stephen slash Marks slash you know, yeah. and a hippo yeah. woman. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like that's the thing where I'm like, well, it's pr- you know, and you have two only two more episodes to <laughs> actually get to what we're actually getting which, at, which we said last week. We only have three episodes to get yes. to, yeah. to, to. This always happens. And another another point to maybe think that this is not like a hundred percent the reality in the mental hospital is I feel like the aspect ratio was still a little bit off. Like I felt like there was more space than the, I feel like when I normally would watch it, it would fill up the full screen. And then when it got to the mental hospital, there was still a little hmm. bit of really, I'll have to go look at that. Give on it. I, I may be incorrect on that, but I felt like there was a, still a little bit of give. It may, maybe it was just a reaction from it going from, you know, normal to the VHS style to, been back yeah. to normal, but I feel like there was still a little give. That'd be interesting to see if that if that is the 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 case because like what we've learned from Marvel shows and aspect ratios is it's not real. Like that that's not the reality. And uh, I don't want to be led down this this little rabbit hole here, and only for everything to be happening in the mind or yeah. something like that. Okay, I don't think it's happening in the mind. I I think so. Even though I said that the hallucination thing could be a legit theory, I think there's like three Wait, different it, things. No, it's it's a legit theory. It, it yeah. could be real, um, or it could be the case. Excuse me. Um, I think my theory is the real world was what we saw episodes one through three, and what we're seeing now is some sort of interpretation of the afterlife. So not necessarily that he's being kept alive. But that this is like his journey, and again, not that we need to get all spiritual and religious or talk about what we believe about heaven and hell and purgatory, but in some in some form or fashion, this seems to, to me to be some sort of afterlife thing. Now, if you were to say, well, T-Roll, what do you mean? I'd say, well, I don't really know, because <laughs> I saw a hippo woman, yeah. and... Um, and I and I really don't I I don't know but it just it just feels like something that I could I could see a world where he's stuck in his head somehow like he's in a coma maybe or something but 
I feel like he's actually dead. But the thing is, if he's actually dead, like, what's actually happening in that tomb right now? Oh, yeah. like You know, he, like, what's actually happening yeah, in that tomb? While he's laying on the ground, like, what is Harrow actually doing? Around yes, him? like, I don't know, man. There's so many questions, so, dude. The, the reason I feel like it's more, like, him inside of his mind is, like, the entire season he's been dealing with things in his mind. So yeah, um, I feel like they would maintain the consistency with that because – Having that be the afterlife, I don't know. I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like that's like not Marvel's way of way of doing it. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I, Although an interesting idea for that being like either his passage to the afterlife or his moment in the afterlife would be, well, what if like with Harrow getting the the item, and if he let's say he he actually unleashes on it, and then. You know, at the very beginning, we see Kanchu be put, um, you know, put up. What if the rest of the guys are like, oh, we're wrong. And they have to unleash Kanchu to, you know, go back to Mark so that Mark can come be pulled back from that afterlife to then finally have a showdown with Amet in a more physical form. Yeah, but like who's going to get Who's gonna Who's gonna be working on Mark's behalf on the outside? I mean, Layla can only do so much, right? Like on the outside, in the in the real world, right? To free uh, well, Kanchu. I think, well, I would think I'm saying like literally the gods, like in, they, they in, break their rule. Yeah, basically they're like, oh, we need to give, we need to give uh, Kanchu the tools to be able to fight Ahmed. Okay, so the other gods. Are so yeah, like so they were. All of them, except for the the goddess of love or whatever, the they're all against him. Like every single one of them. So you're saying like they would change, but, change their yeah, mind. But if what I'm saying released. is they see something so oh, like oh, oh. blatant okay. to where it's like, oh, we were wrong for so long. We're going to have to unleash Kanchu okay. to to be able to fight. Yeah, but I feel like just the way they were talking about Kanchu or and to Kanchu, yeah. like he's an a lower god, like he's not, like they they kind of treated him like he was nothing, like yeah. So yeah, I is, think so, is sure. that really the way to go? I don't know. It's it, interesting to see. I, I would I would I'd be on board for that if that played yeah. out. But but yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just thinking about like it, twenty different things. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, ponder about. Yeah, this it, would, it would also be like a, a way to show like the you know the hypocritical nature of some of the gods Hippo. in the sense. What? <laughs> hypocritical nature of the gods in the sense that they don't want to be hands-on in any way, but they're willing to, like, let Kanchu go back and take care of it himself in this situation so they can't get their hands dirty, so they can still kind of follow their own rule of not getting their hands right, dirty. Right, right. I could totally see, like, that kind of, like, hypocritical nature. Yep, yep. Dude, <sighs> excuse me. How about that opening scene, though, where um, the one – the one Egyptian god through his through his avatar puts Kanchu's little, um, oh yeah, on the wall, right? Yeah, with like all these other gods. Yeah, there was uh, nine other yeah. nine other statues on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's like that just seemed a little suspect. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, it did. It felt a little. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe they're those groups of gods are plotting against other gods. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. I don't know what to think, man. I hate it because, like, you know. Everyone who's tuning in, they they want to hear our thoughts. And I'm just like, dude, uh, my head hurts. You know, <laughs> you don't want to hear these thoughts. Yeah, I think I woke up in that asi- uh, a sane asylum. 
Dude, it, it really was a wild episode. It was yes. It was very wild, and I mean the hippo god, god, goddess. <laughs> yeah, goddess. Uh, I believe uh, Thurit, uh, T H E R W E T. That's the name of the the goddess, the hippo yeah. goddess of uh, fertility. E- for, yes, fertility. All right, here's something I didn't like about the episode. I hate these kind of scenes when they're in the tomb, and he's got uh, Amit's little. What are those little statues called? They, Do we know? They call them something in the show, but like, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what. Yeah, we suck. Talk. Anyways, we never we never know specifics on this on yeah. this podcast, but um, you know, <laughs> you know, Stephen's all excited, and Layla comes in there, and she's all mad about you know her dad, and I'm just like, I just timing, timing, man. Uh, I just, yeah. I mean, I'm just like. Pick your battles and like yeah. <laughs> read the room. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and, and it's like I know it's hard. Like she's dealing with the emotion of the death of her dad and how her husband never said anything. But it's also like I get that's really difficult. But the world is in danger. Yeah, this yeah. is like life or death. <laughs> life or death for more than just you. You know. Yeah. And I just I can't stand these like. It's frustrating. It is. I just can't stand movies and shows that do that. And I know like a lot of people love that stuff. Like or, that's why. Or they even watch. the moment before that when she actually like she's about to get away and he says one word and she's like, "Now I'm intrigued." Oh yeah. And it's like okay, so that that, that was a little annoying too when she came back to Harrow and was like to talk to him about her father. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, that was just my. Uh, that might be the only thing from the episode I, yeah. I didn't like. But I mean, by her doing that, it allowed us to uh, get some like zombie mummy looking things uh, on their tail. Like, <laughs> are you talking about those um, undead priests? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh man, dude, those, that those was things freaky, were man. Very creepy and uh, dude, <laughs> and very ha- enjoyable. Harrow's people are just uh, they're just pawns. They're, yeah, they're pawns. Yep. Yeah, he uses them. He is. Yep. How is, yeah, and like, he's just so calm. Everyone else is like freaking out. He's just walking around in his little glass slippers. No, oh, uh, glass slippers. It's like, what if that priest thing came up to him? You think that it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to spare I mean, him? I mean, maybe, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe the ritual he did in the very first episode has something to do with, Deterring. you know, like yeah. maybe he has some sort of protection on him. Or maybe because he's carrying that, um, the artifact, the, um, yeah. Like, the you're cane. saying him walking on the glass is keeping them from, Maybe. from doing that? Possibly. You guys do hear the glass every time Every walks, time, right? Yes, yeah. every time. <laughs> okay, I'm not the only one. Good, good. Yeah, it's so, I mean, just the fact that he's walking around on that. Dude, is how just, much does yeah. that? I mean, at, at some point, he'd probably get numb. Like, you don't even oh, feel Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Easily. But it's got to, man, it had to hurt so bad. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the, the tomb scene of them getting to the uh, Alexander the Great. Um, the booby traps and all that kind of stuff, like the yeah. the let's see, climbing the wall and like having to hug it and then jump over and yeah, man, just they did a really good job. I, I did my one my one knock on that is that the lighting really was a little too dark. I thought I even turned yes. my contrast all the oh, way me up too, and me too. it was it was still not. Enough. Yeah, I had trouble with contrast stuff. Yeah, I oh. actually turned off every light in the house to watch this episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, I never do that. I should have done that, but yep. no, man. I was a little upset that it wasn't a little bit, little bit of light in there. But yeah, I, I did think when she got to the chasm, I did think of uh, of uh, Indiana Jones, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially the righteous scene. man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gosh, so good, man. So what do we think is gonna happen? Like for real, 
Like, <laughs> see, this is the this is that moment where like we were talking about in Wandavision. We were like, uh, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Like, it can go in any direction yeah. possible. Like, that's same feeling here. Like, we literally can go in any direction. Um, I, I, honestly, I I have no idea. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is I think we're gonna get maybe another. Maybe another 10 minutes inside whatever mine is going on, and then we're going to come back to reality yeah. in some form or fashion, um, however it may be. We need the cost costume back. That thing looks so good, man. Next Gosh. next week, I'm you know I'm supposed to have buy or sell for us. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm just thinking, if I feel the way I do right now, if I feel this way next week, I'm like, I don't even know what I would put. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. I mean, aside from... The things I've already asked you guys. You're like, buy or sell. Does this make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I don't know, but, man, it's it's been so much fun. Jeez. Uh, um, I wish Sweat was here. I, I feel like Sweat would have some some thoughts, man. Yeah, we're just a bunch of puzzled, puzzled individuals. Do we want to read some fake texts from Sweat? <laughs> oh, hey, look, he just texted me. Oh, well, how about that? Oh, yeah. look. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, sorry I couldn't be there. Wow, what an episode. Yeah. Man, just incredible. Uh, I loved it. And, um, yeah, I'm also a loser. What? I do think it's interesting (laughs) to think that the – there is something that we're kind of – we may have overlooked about the whole, like, uh, the chamber and everything like that is the possibility that they somehow unleash some of these undead um, uh, priests and things like that because – I'm assuming they were able to leave the chamber and go out into the real world. Like they were not trapped inside or like somehow um, permanently sealed inside of it. When they entered, when they opened it, I feel like they opened the possibility of them coming into the real world. Oh, that would be scary. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. if you remember when they were looking around outside, they were like, it did this real close up on uh, some sort of a knife, the exact same knife that the priest used type of knife that the priest used to cut open that one guy um, who was on the table. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, in when they, when they're searching through the camp, there's, there is a close up on a, a weapon. That's the exact yeah, same. And there's weapon. some blood out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. there, there was blood. Yeah. That's so, right. Oh gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. So is it? So it could be. I mean, the two ways I think of it is either they found one of the priests, brought him out. He came, and then immediately came, uh, like came to came to quote unquote life, life, and you know started wreaking havoc, and then went back into the chamber. Or the more terrifying idea is they opened it up, and now Causing all this the, the undead priests can come into the rest of the world. Yeah, and that's another thing, dude. Like when a pharaoh. Is and I know he was well. Alexander the Great was he? Did he call himself a pharaoh? I think I think the history is like he had a deep admiration for Egypt, yeah, ancient yeah. Egypt, and so he might not have had like. All I'm trying to say is all these kind of tombs for pharaohs, they're always like wired with like curses and traps and all sorts of things. Yeah, and that's another thing too. When when Mark is shot and falls into that like little pool that little moat of water around his uh around the tomb the yeah mr great's tomb i love how he kept calling him mr great yes <laughs> that was great that was awesome but when he falls what if what if what's happening in his mind is a result of being in some sort of yeah who, who magical knows that's water. actually yeah who knows that that's actually water yeah, first that's of true. all good point yeah, yeah. You know, like 
that water has lasted a long time. Yeah. You know? So, like... Could be something else. Could be something else. And that's, it's, that's what's causing this. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I got no freaking idea. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and if you look at where... Go watch some YouTube videos yeah, or something, dang it. There you go. <laughs> and if you look at where, where they're at currently, obviously, Steven's got something... Or Mark and Steven's got something crazy going on, right? But, like, where we left uh, Harrow, he has possession of Ahmet. And yes. so it's a matter of what he's going to do with it next. Like, it, while Mark is well, dealing with Steven and stuff in his mind, is it happening simultaneously with what uh, Harrow's about to be doing? Or is it happening? How does time work in yes. whatever is going yes, in his that's head? That's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. is, okay. is Mark and Steven going to come out of that, and it's going to be that exact moment they just left? Yeah. Like, that's, that's right. the thing. Here, hold on, though. I don't I, – we could assume – that if, if that's just water, Mark is dead in the water and Harrow can just go grab Amit's little, you know, st- stone yes. figure. But we never saw him get it. Like, Mark had it in his possession and was shot twice and then fell back. So my first thought was he fell into this water with Amit's thing. Like, he was going to unleash Amit and become... Or, yeah, that, that was would my be first an interesting thought. idea. That was my first thought. And then for before you get into the Mind Palace and you see that uh, Tomb Buster movie, yes. he's like falling deeper and deeper into like 007 water. You know what I'm saying? It felt like an opening yeah. credit scene 007, right? <laughs> you're right? It did. Yeah, you're right. So like when I saw that, I was like, I thought he was about to get some sort of, you know, for, a part of me was like whatever Harrow wanted – Mark was going to get it in that moment Mm. because Mark was killed unjustly when this um, God is all about justice, apparently. I kind of thought that Mark was going to get something in that moment. Yeah. And maybe he still will. I don't know. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. As soon as you started, like, describing it, I was like, oh, that makes makes some potential sense in, like, kind of like the – you know, in, in like the the weird way of the person that doesn't want it ends up with it because of circumstances. Yeah. You know? Because um, of the greed of the other, the one yes. that did want it. Yeah. So that would be very interesting, um, you know, to see that happen, you know, right? you know, if he were to become somehow the avatar for Ahmet in that yeah. moment, you know? Hmm. <sighs> So many. It's not, it's not often. It's not oftentimes I stump Shimada with a theory. Yeah. <laughs> or what if, like you know, Harrow goes to the, you know, he does become the the avatar in, in um, and uh, Harrow goes to the other gods. Is like, hey, I need you to let Kanchu back out and let him come to me. And then, because <laughs> see, look, look what I said. I said that. You know, he was trying to do shady stuff with Ahmet and stuff right, like that. because he is a talker. You know, so <laughs> you need to let me do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Talk about a crazy and, theory. And we all know Kanchu's a, you know, a crazy person, so maybe he understands the fact that it's more important for him to defeat Ahmet than to be teamed up with a person he knows who is evil. Hmm. Man, look at him out over here. He's on fire. Yeah. He's on fire, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, somehow we have to wait a whole nother six days, five days. Yeah. To get to episode five. Yep. I don't know how we're going to make it's it. It's going to be interesting to see which direction they choose to it's go. A, it's a long wait. Yeah. It's a long wait. Well, boys, anything else to add? Are we good? No. I, I think we're all good. I did get the random, the random thought about a good description of our podcast. 
our podcast is like that uh, old SNL skit with Chris Farley, and he where he's uh, the the host of the show. He's like, "Hey, Paul McCartney, you remember that one time you sang that song? That was great." Like yeah. that's that's our <laughs> that's our podcast. Yes, I'd be all right with that. S- the Simple Man's podcast. Yes, that's right. Oh so. my gosh. Yeah. Well, speaking of which. Uh, to all of our listeners who stuck around for this whole review, we appreciate you so much. Um, I, we really do hope you've been enjoying the show, Moon Knight. We hope you've been enjoying these reviews, and we hope that you will continue to share these episodes with your friends. Leave us reviews, five-star reviews on Apple help a lot. Uh, all these things really help us a ton in getting new listeners. So with all that in mind, I um, want to thank you again and remind you to come back next week for our, our review of Episode 5, and also in two weeks... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will be coming out. We will be reviewing that as well. Uh, So just get excited for that. Um, Yeah. So with that in mind, for my good friends Sandy and Shimato, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.